Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Katie Huff with Katie Huff Ministries. I am so excited to be here with you on our podcast that you are listening to is Setting Yourself Free, a podcast where we are encouraging people to be set free from whatever is holding you back from being, doing, and having all that you were created to be. And this is episode 15. And I'm excited, excited, excited to talk to Maria, who is, and you'll have to tell me your last name because I don't want to slaughter it. Bolinas. It's Greek. Katie's Greek. It's Bellini. Bellini. That's it. Mm -hmm. Maria Bellini. She is just a love and a light in um, all the dark places and even in the bright places. And we are just thrilled to have her. And so the question we always ask people, Maria, is what are, have you set yourself free from? First, Katie, just thank you so much for playing today with me. Gosh, I'm so excited. And, you know, I don't know if I'm a, I, I'm not set free from anything 100%. I think it's a process, right? But I think uh, one of the biggest areas is, you know, God is setting me free from seeing myself and my values through other people's eyes. And by doing that, learning my true identity in Christ as a beloved daughter with a destiny instead of somebody who's been verbally and maybe sometimes in different ways also abused and beaten down. Mm. So that that's what I'm being set free from. It, it is a process, that's for sure. Yes, it is. And so can you share a little bit of the sequence of events that you went through to be set free or in the process of being set free and coming to realize that you are his beloved? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, the biggest part for me was uh, taking my voice back. And there's such in our voice. And, and I think that's one of the biggest ways that the devil comes and jacks around with each of us is you're not worthy. Your ex-husband or your parents or somebody said that you're not this, but you are that. And then all of a sudden you just kind of melt into this little, well, I guess I shouldn't use my voice. And at that point, that's when the enemy really starts, I think, to, gosh, to just mess with you. And all the doubt and the depression and the loneliness and everything comes in. So, you know, I, and, and the reason I can say that is like, I love, I don't think we know how powerful our words are. Mm. And, and because if you go back, you know, to the Bible and in Genesis, it says, God said, let there be boom. And there was light. Let there be. And there were skies. Let there be animals. And then I loved when he said, you know, he went through the whole thing. And then at the end, he says, uh, let us make mankind in our image and in our likeness. So sometimes people say, um, I don't think I have a destiny, but that's not true, right? Because each of our destiny is the same, to be made in his image and his likeness. So, you know, there is a purpose for each of our lives. And, and then I love the other part of it when, um, there, again, there's so much power. Because you go back to like in Luke, where the devil comes and he tempts Jesus. If you do this, then I'll let you be this and that and the other. And I love it. All three times, what did Jesus do? You know, he didn't beat him up. He didn't hit him with a stick. He said, it is written, right? Yes. And then he he trumps him right there. There's so much power in the words. And then I love um, in Revelation where it says, uh, they overcame and conquered because of the blood of the lamb, right? Jesus, and because of the word of their testimony. There's such power in, there's life and death, right? In, in our words. So that's when, um, gosh, I think when I finally realized that, that's when the steps kind of started 
coming into place. And then I, I figured out I had to contend for my freedom. And I had to believe the truth and not the lies. And, and so, okay, here, it started. When I was six months old, I was in Greece. I was born to a 16-year-old little girl who ended up uh, getting pregnant with a guy from a different village. They were going to get married. Oh, by the way, I'm married and I have children in a southern village. Way back in 1959, that was not good. And so she was out in the cotton fields in this little village. Uh, nobody knew she was pregnant until the very end. And then she got kicked out of her family. Anyway, long story short, I ended up in this orphanage. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, my mom and dad from Greece had come to Great Falls, Montana. And they tried to have a baby for 10 years and they couldn't. And so where do you get a baby, a Greek baby in 1960? You go to Greece. And so back then, so they went to Greece. And they went to this orphanage. And this is how cool, you know, we sit and we think that, yeah, we just kind of are here and we fly by the seat of our pants and there's no rhyme or reason. But there is, because I mean, God's hand was on the whole. Uh, my mom and dad uh, wanted to have a baby boy. Every Greek man wants a boy to carry on to the name of the Bellini name and to be an architect, right? Yes. And so there was a five-year-old boy at the orphanage that they had kind of earmarked thought okay well, I think so when they came in to the orphanage my crib was right I guess in the path between the front door and this five-year-old boy and you know it's one of those I like to call them the suddenly moments of God in our life amen you know that we don't even realize that are happening and suddenly they had to come by me every time and thank God um I was awake and every time they'd come by I would squeal you know, it's that voice, right? Where the enemy, again, tries to take our voice, but thank God I had a good pair of lungs. They would come by and I'd squeal. Mom and dad would be like, I'd be like, and that caught their attention and they stopped. They picked me up and, you know, anyway, long story, they decided on me instead of this five-year-old boy, God bless. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and so I, I think it started then. And then, you know, I was raised in a, with my mom and dad and my Greek family. And uh, I was like a queen. I was only child. And I was like the queen. I would play piano, like chopsticks, you know, the two finger. Da, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. And oh, my mom and dad would be like, oh, bravo, so beautiful. You know, that you would have thought I did like Beethoven's concerto of whatever, whatever. I'm like, right. But it, that's how I was raised. And um, so I was very confident and, and very bold. And uh, really, thank you, Jesus succeeded in a lot of stuff that I had done. And there was just this unconditional love. So it just makes you feel like, oh, I'm so special and I'm amazing. And I was, uh, did you ever see my big fat Greek wedding? Yes. Loved it. Loved, okay. it, loved it. Remember, remember Greek school? Yes. She, yes. Okay. I was in Greek school when I was growing up and it, yeah. Oh, Nikos, Echidio, I've got, you know, two eggs, whatever it is. And uh, because I was supposed to learn from my Greek husband that I was supposed to marry someday, which again, another story, I didn't make that choice, uh, but what, I, what was funny is we would go down at any type of holiday, we would learn a Greek poem or a Greek song. Wow. And it could have been one sentence. And, oh, my parents. I mean, you would have thought I recited the Bible from like, you know, Genesis to Revelation. I mean, they were just over the top. Well, great. So, so that was so, so I was confident, right? In yeah. my voice. Yeah. Until I um, ended up getting married uh, back many years ago back in 1991 and I thought I could fix my ex-husband and uh, that didn't work out well 
Yeah, it usually doesn't. It's like my girlfriend, I have to tell you, this is so funny, Maria. My girlfriend said, you need to get a little sticky note and you put it on your mirror and it says, Maria, you're not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I have a Katie. You're not the Holy Spirit. It's not my job to try and save this man. Gosh, and I didn't even want to, I mean, he was supposedly saved. Well, he was, but I mean, it was, I always thought when they said be equally yoked, Mm. I thought that meant he's saved, I'm saved, we're equally yoked. And as our marriage continued and went on year after year, I figured I learned how that's that's not what it's meant. It's not just because you're both saved, you're equally yoked, right? Yeah. And so um, 24 years of, of marriage of you're too loud, you have too much passion. You're a, um, he was a, a, he's a mutt and you're a purebred. You graduated from college. I never even, you know, I mean, and I'm thinking, did you know these things before we got married? Right. But they kept getting pounded and pounded. And then I, you know, he, I'd be like, oh, beautiful blue sky. And he could literally say, it's red. When you know it's not, it's blue. Right. And so then I'd be like, trying to be helpful. Like, it's really blue. Like, are you, you know, and then he'd be like, every time, oh, you think you're so smart because you went to college and you did it. And I'm like, and then you get to the point where, stopped giving my opinion mm. and so what was very confident and bold became I just kept it in because I didn't want to fight and I didn't want mm. stress in front of my girls and so I just stopped talking I, I mean I talked but it wasn't anything like Lord forbid I'd be excited and have joy and passion which my people have and it was just like mm. and so that's where I think it really started to shift and I used to sing and uh and do worship and everything. And I stopped. He's like, who wants to listen to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't. So after all those years, I just um, stopped. Um, and you know, what's interesting, Katie, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but you don't, it's like that frog in the water thing. Oh yeah. In the boiling water, you know, you don't realize what you're becoming and turning into Yeah. until it's done. And, and I, it, and so, it's like, I didn't realize what I was becoming. And uh, we were married for 24 years and we came home from church one day and he said, oh, we need to talk, well, which we rarely did. So I'm like, okay. And he said, I'm leaving. And our girls weren't even home. They were at a friend's house, didn't even stay to tell him goodbye. And I said, what do you mean? And, and I said, well, we went help or counseling or, you know, and he said, uh, no, you're, um, you're, you're fat. We don't camp enough and we don't have hot raw sex. <laughs> like, wow. See? Yeah. I'm like, and little did I know that throughout our marriage, cause he traveled quite a bit. There were other friends with benefits around and there was one that he had right then. Anyway. So at that point, I'm like 54 years old, single. All I ever wanted to be was married in mama. I mean, we Greek women, that's what we're supposed to be. We take care of the house and we take care of the children and then the husband and we cook and we clean, and right? And now I'm like, my mom was in the nursing home. I was trying to take care of her. She was dying. They were abusing her there. They were starving her. I was dealing with that. He's gone. All the money's gone now because it, it he went with it. Mm -hmm. My girls are in going to college at a private school uh, in the Midwest, 40,000 bucks a year. And I'm like, I don't know what just happened to my life. And I was, uh, my job is uh, I 100% commission every month. So I started at zero every month. 
So I'm literally sitting there staring at my computer like I am now. And I had no words, none. Yeah. I'm like, I, but yet I, it's one of those situations where you never expect your life at that point to be what it is, you know? Sure. sure. It's kind of like being sideswiped. It's not what your, your dream marriage was going to be, what you were raised in, what you anticipated and believed that it would be that way. And I just want to interject here one minute by saying that you definitely are going to want to follow this story on setting yourself free on www.kdkay-huff.com to learn more about you know the book, the coaching courses and retreats and this podcast. So I want to make sure that you know that this will be out there and to follow the Katie Huff Ministries where this wonderful woman is going to continue to share her story. And you can hear the rest of the story on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for lots of encouragement that she is just full of the love of the Lord. So um, I am just thrilled, uh, Maria, that, you know, that you're sharing from your heart. And I know sometimes that can be difficult. However, you have been set free from someone that obviously didn't love you, honor you, or cherish you, which is what the word says, that we should be loved, honored, and cherished And that, um, and we are beloved and we are the apple of, of God's eyes. So how have you seen God moving in your life to set yourself free from this? Well, what happens, sis, is I believe uh, when you don't feel lovable, then how do you love yourself? Mm. I, that was the biggest, that's the biggest journey, right? I don't know. I, for me, like, oh my goodness. And, you know, so at that point, when that whole thing happened, you know, you know I think we have choices in our lives. There's those points where, like I was thinking, is God even real? How can all this be happening? So I think I'll sit in the closet and just drink my whiskey, which I do enjoy, and just forget about the whole thing, right? Uh, that would be Knob Creek. If you'd like to send me some, I'd do it. But, um, but really for three, and you know, in my, you know, cause I'm 62, which sounds horrifically old to me, but I'm 62. Uh, in all those years, that was the first time and only time I ever had to really sit and contemplate. I don't know if God's real. And out of all the stuff that had happened in my life, that was the scariest spot I'd ever been in. I bet. Because I'm like, it's not real then who created all this and who created me and you know muhammad buddha all all none of them say they did nobody none of them were raised from the dead you know what i mean i'm just i i really had to work through contending for what god had for my life at that point and thank god i had people in my life to say okay now put your big old panties on and what are you going to believe that there is no god or there is and if there is then there's a huge assignment on your life and now you have to make those choices to contend for what for what god has and it was just, it was um i don't know i think we all have to believe that there's more mm-hmm. and and stop listening to the lies of an ex whatever or even the lies we tell ourselves right Right. Um, you're, you're too fat. Who would love you? You're too old. You're too whatever. You know, fill in the blank. You're too, and it's those are those work curses that we don't even know we're doing, and that's why we go back to the beginning. There's power in our words, life and death. So what does it say? Speak life. Amen. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. Every so really we, interesting. We get, yeah, every day we get an opportunity to meet people and speak either life or death, and as it says, out of the heart the mouth speaks. So yeah. when people obviously are not um, in a good place and their people are broken 
And I always say we're all broken. It just depends on what time, what day, how long, one minute, one hour. Um, but hopefully and prayerfully, we get to being blessed and trusting yes. and knowing how we are loved so unconditionally, which changes everything. Everything, sis. And it's all our focus. Well, and you know what I think is interesting too, Katie? It's like one step at a time. Right? It, unfortunately, didn't just switch like that. When I'm like, okay, I'm not going to stay in the closet and drink. I'm actually going to you know, live my life. I wish everything would have changed like that. But it's just one step after the other. And you know, the, the next step for me in, in getting my voice back was um, there was a gathering ministry here in town. Mm-hmm. And my, my older daughter, Nicole, wanted to go. And there were some people from the church that we were going to that were having a Bible study there. And I said, I'll drop you off. I don't want to deal with anything. I'm just going to sit outside in the bar. And that probably went on for, oh, I don't know, three, four weeks. And like, mama, you need to come in. And you know, it's those things that the enemy still tries to put roadblocks in your life. Like you want to do something, but there's that don't, right? It's like, I know the ball's coming and I've got the mitt. I've got the glove on my hand. I should put the glove up to catch it. I'm just going to leave it down. You know what I'm saying? And then you watch it go by, but yes. you want to catch it. Okay. So, because I love sports. So most things in my life are sports analogy. Which is great. Um, I love sports. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but so anyway, long story short, I finally went into this gathering and it was like, like like-minded people who call each other up, right? We, we help each other walk through the yuck Mm -hmm. and we speak life into each other. I think that's, you know, this whole thing with the Rona. It's a ploy from the devil. Don't speak. Don't get closer than the six feet. Oh, sweet God, put a mask on so nobody can even see you then. God forbid you'd even say anything and they'd understand you. Or, you know what I mean? It's that isolation that is so, uh, it's so disruptive and it's, it's awful to what it does to you. And so now I'm in this group of people that are, I think that's the key, right? Try and put at least one other person who's like-minded and encourages you. And helps you through the heart and speaks life and truth into you. And okay, so now we're to the singing thing, right? Okay, can I tell you this? This is so exciting because this yes. is a huge thing in my life. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah. So I'm in this this group, and you know we're, we're doing worship and stuff, and I'm still trying to find my voice and and let it out because what happens if somebody hears it and my ex husband's right that it sounds like crap and it's you know blah blah blah. So we were. Um, so I'm in the, now I'm in this leadership position in the gathering ministry. Thank you, Jesus. Again, it's a, I'm like, really? Again, it's trying to um, contend for who God has you to be yes. and not a victim, but victorious, right? Yes. And so I, um, so Kendra, um, our pastor, who's my best friend, she's like, why don't you come up and set up, um, help me set up the the VRBO, the place for staying, uh, their house actually up in Whitefish. And I said, okay. So we go up, had a, we all had a great weekend. We're coming back down the mountain to Great Falls, right? And um, she puts on the, this, this music on the radio and um, she's, I couldn't sing. Mm. And she's like, why don't you sing? And I'm like, and she goes, you love Christmas music. So she has, actually has a Christmas album. So she puts on this Christmas album and I'm like, nothing. And I remember I couldn't even look, I'm looking out the side window, trying not to sob. Because it was like, have you ever felt like somebody's like trying to choke you mm. physically? Mm-hmm. And that's what it was like. It was like the enemy, the dog still had that chokehold 
mm. of not worthy. You can't, you know, blah, 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 all the lies. Yes. And I remember sitting and I was, so we got down to the hill and I was so disappointed in myself, but you know, it's cool. We have a do it over, do over the next day, mm-hmm. right? God always gives us another chance. It's just because we fail or we don't do what we want and we don't get another chance to hit the ball. So maybe a week or two later, I get a, a text from Kendra, who's our worship leader. And she says, uh, do you want to do worship with me next week at the gathering? And the sweat, the sweat in my bra, sweet God, like boom, sweat my bra. I'm like, oh my gosh. And and so what so what do I do? Because inside of me, everything inside of me is like, yes. And I text, are you sure you're texting the right person? Isn't that funny? I'm like, <laughs> and she's like, uh, yeah. And and I knew again, I love, I love that people when God brings us people who encourage us. But yet they also don't put up with our crap. Yeah. Can I say crap? Yeah, you can say crap. Okay, good. Um, and so, but really, like our, our, our feeling, oh, well, you know, and I knew that if I did the, hey, I'll play it safe, I'm thinking. How about if we do it next month, right? That wouldn't fly. Like, sure. And that kind of started this next step of, oh, my gosh. Now I'm going to have to not only use my voice, but it's going to be in front of people. And it's not about me. It's about worshiping God, you know, all this other. Yeah. And, uh, and then we had a, the next big step, had a vocal coach come in to train. And so he's like, Oh, so, um, go ahead and sign up for a lesson. I haven't had a lesson since I was in high school, a voice lesson. I'm in my fifties now. And I signed up and my daughter, Nicole, who's an amazing, she has an amazing voice and a really anointed worship leader. She looked at those here that you signed up for a lesson and I'm like I did she goes why again it's like doesn't even again it was that step of I am scared I've got water all over where it shouldn't be in my bra and down my pits but you have to do I had to do something different and I did that and it was like I don't know it's like this breakthrough like the the wall that cement wall that's been built around you all those years yes it's like being hit by a sledgehammer and it's starting to crack more and a little bit more. And um, so that was incredible. And then the, the biggest thing, sis, and then we can go on to your next question if you want. The biggest thing in my life is um, shortly after that, we had a women's conference here. It was about three years ago. And uh, Annie Byrne came. She had a team here. And um, have you ever seen people like when they're being prayed for, they're slain in the spirit and they go down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay. It is amazing, but... <laughs> But I look at that and I tend to be kind of like I like to be in control, as you can tell just a little bit, like with my ex and everything. <laughs> it's okay. I can take care of my dying mother. And my, you know, it's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. None of us are yeah. built that way. Wrong. Oh, sweet oh. God. Yeah. Oh, honey. And, and so, and, and if you almost feel wobbly, it's like, you know, you put your back foot back. Like, I don't know what happens when people go down. And so I'm not sure. It's like when I had my kids and I was so like, I didn't mind the 40 months. Uh, it was 40 weeks. It felt like 40 months. Two weeks overdue with both of my girls. I gained 70 some pounds with Nicole. I didn't know what was going to go on. I didn't take a class. I don't want to know all that stuff. Yuck. I just think she'll come out when she's supposed to. And uh, my biggest fear was, what happens if I can't push her out? I've never done it before. And I don't want to fail. I, yeah, that's another thing that God's working with me. The, I don't like to fail thing. And 
Yeah. And so, so we get to this conference and they were having this impartation the last night and Annie's uh, team came around. And what I love is they don't touch, she doesn't touch you. She <laughs> just prays, you know, it's fire of God and Holy Spirit come. Everybody, boom, going, you know, all these people are going down. Her little gal on her team comes over, prays for me, and I could feel myself wobbling. And I thought, mm, I don't think so. And then Annie came behind her and she just stood and again, didn't even touch me. And she just, you know, Holy Spirit come, fire fall. And Katie, I went down. Mm-hmm. And I remember laying down there for the first time ever. And I could hear that voice, you know, that voice in your head. Oh, yeah. And my daughter was running sound. And I heard it say, you need to get up and tell Annie to go pray for Nicole. And normally I would get up right away. Mm-hmm. And I'm laying down with my, on the ground, my eyes are closed. And I remember, I remember thinking, no, God, I want whatever you have for me. Mm-hmm. And about two other times, that same voice came in and said, you need to go make sure that you're going to pray for Nicole. And, and I was um, intentionally to that voice. And I remember, I remember inside that inside voice, I'm saying, God, whatever you want, whatever it looks like, I don't care because I don't want to live like this anymore. And I want more. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the first time I can tell you in my life that I surrendered all. And you want to hear something cool? I'm laying on the ground and I could feel like this electricity stuff, not like, like you know, electrocuted. But right. this coming up from my feet, yep. yeah, all the way up, and and I and then I'm I'm, you know, thinking like, oh, okay, God, whatever you're doing, with just more, Lord, it came all the way up. And anyway, by the whole time it was done, I was down there for two hours almost. And whatever rewiring God did, I don't even know what He did, but my life's never been the same. And that's that cement wall thing that was built. Like that was a ginormous boom and had the thing crack. And ever since then, it's like, you know, God, I mean, it's been a journey the last yeah. few years, Yeah. but it's, it's just, it's, it's discovering really who I am, that when God says that we are his beloved, yeah. that he has amazing plans for us, that we're victorious, that we're above and not beneath, that the enemy's beneath, right? All that that's true as we press into him and that he is, you know, I love it how he says, you know, we're really his number. You're his number one. I'm his number one. Whoever's mm-hmm. listening, they're his number one. Right. We don't get God's math because it's different than ours. Right. I have one best friend. That's just how I roll. I, I, to me, best means best. I had one husband, not a bunch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, At the time. I mean, it's just the blessing is, is that you get, you do get a chance to do a redo if you're willing yeah, to, but it's so funny because I, you know, one of the questions I ask people is what experiences did you have where God did not forsake you and helped you set yourself free? And I mean, you're right on point with all those different examples that he's, he never left you and he was faithful and he's, you know, in the details and he's waiting for us to surrender. And then surrender. he just puts that red carpet out in front of you and it doesn't happen as fast as we want. He's never early. He's always right on time. I mean, my my story is the 11th hour, 59 minute and 59 second. It was like, boom, my eyes were open and I could see in here. And it was because I was just like, I give, I surrender and yeah. your plan is better than mine. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's in the details and he was beside you and with you through all that. So he, you know, and, and the blessing sis, is that you don't have to have the strength. It's his yeah. strength in all of that that you just shared, which was yeah. and, amazing. Well, thank you. And the cool thing about that is, you know, people talk about 
uh, joy. Oh, well, you've got joy because you've got money in your bank account. You've got a nice looking husband with amazing abs who loves you and treats you well. And you've got children who are educated and successful. You know what I mean? They go through their list. But that's a bunch of hooey. Yeah. I mean, the joy of the Lord comes from the Lord in the midst of our trials. Because let me tell you, the last three years have not been easy. However, they've been incredible. Right. And, and in the midst of all that, praying, joy, because what does he say? The joy is right. That's our strength. And you're right. We can't do it in, in ourselves. And this is what's really cool. So after this women's conference, right? So we always talk about the yes and amen. If it's of God, even though we don't know how to do it, yes and amen. Because we know he's gone before us. And, you know, whatever he wants to come out of us, he puts in us. Absolutely. And so here's a, since then, this is what's really cool. I've been doing a teaching at our little gathering. I mean, again, the water in the bra. Thank God my bra is big. There's a lot of water. And then, then I did a teaching on our Warrior X Academy that it was so cool that you came in, you know, you shared with on the Academy and blessed our girls so much. Oh my heavens. And then I've ended up praying for people and doing healing pools and, and, and it's incredible. And, uh, and then I, I did a little, we did a, during the Rona, when the Rona started, we weren't, you know, meeting like, they're like, oh, God forbid you get out of here. Well, we were still meeting, but um, Kendra's like, hey, why don't we go on and do a Zoom, the leadership, like a little cooking thing. Like she's Italian, God yeah. bless them. And so she did like a little antipasto, whatever they're called, antipasto. They stole it from us, but whatever it's called. <laughs> and so, so I'm looking at it and I'm like, again, slightly competitive. And I'm like, if the Italian can do it, the Greek better get up and do it. So never done anything like that. I've never had a desire, right? And so my daughter was home and I'm like, I'm going to do this. Could you shoot it on your phone? I'm just going to do a, a salad, like a good Greek salad. And so we did this, you know, she did the live Facebook live and I'm doing this. And uh, as the day, as the night progressed, she's like, Mama, have you seen how many likes? And I'm like, first of all, I don't know what that means, but what is it? And by the next morning, there was like over 1500 likes on this Greek salad. That's what Nicole, that face, Katie, that's a face that Nicole's like, huh. and I'm like, what that means. Anyway, and people were saying, people were saying that there was so much joy. Again, yes. it, it comes back to the joy that we can share because it's not ours. Mm -mm. You know, I was, I had, I lost my house in the midst of that whole thing and by myself, but yet it was the joy of the Lord that mm -hmm. we allow to come out mm -hmm. and then get this. So it's all using our voice, right? Exactly. And then. Yeah. And then like a year and a half ago, I was driving down the road and Annie Byrne, the same gal that happened to be here, um, she did like a live Facebook live where she pro teaches and prophesies over people. So of course, my favorite word is what? Joy. Help me. Bah. Bah. Yeah, of course. I was thinking joy. Yeah, yeah I liked it. It's the Greek. Yeah, the Greek, the Greek version of Alpha. So normally when I go on, I'll put... Um, Opa on the comments. So I did that. I'm driving, doing my errands. And as she's finishing up, she says, oh, I have one more word. Um, this is for my Greek. This is for my Opa friend in Montana. I'm like, we gone. That must be me. So I pull over and I'm listening and I'm recording it now on, on my, cause it's okay. So she says, um, this is a declarative word. It's something that it's really not a choice. God says something that you really need to do, blah, blah, blah. You're going to write this book. And I just, that's about all I heard at that point. I'm like, 
and writing. I've never, now my people write books. We invented writing. We probably even invented books, but I've never had an urge to write a book. And um, so she said, it's going to be based on um, Yasumaraki, which is what my cooking stuff is called. And it's going to be a book. She goes, I see it next to the Magnolia table. It's a coffee table book next to the Magnolia table book. And I'm like, I don't even know what Magnolia table is. And she said, it's going to have the recipes in it, but it's going to be about your heritage and your family. And it's going to bring healing to you and your daughters. Sweet God. I'm like, wow. what? Yeah, I know. So I, I'm like, okay. Again, it's like one step at a time. So I went to Barnes and Noble to find this Magnolia table book because I don't know what it is. So I bought it. I never opened it. Um, I just wanted to see what it looked like. I mean, I'm like, what, what is she talking about? And um, and I also wanted to look at the publishers. I wonder if they'll publish my book then. And uh, so then one step at a time. That night I went home and Holy Spirit gave me this download of every chapter. Never happened to me before. Wow. Yeah, I know. And get, you want to hear it's really, really cool? That's oh, a divine intervention. Absolutely. And what's really cool is I just finished it on my birthday, September 9th of this year. Mm -hmm. And um, we're working on publishing it right now. But what's incredible, and, and what I pray about this book, and so I called it um, Yasu Maraki. Yasu, hi, Maraki is little Maria, and that's what my family calls me. Aww. So it's Yasu Maraki. Yeah. Nice. And what's cool about that is as I'm going through researching family and all that stuff, heritage and um it was really healing it was hard mm. but it was really healing and I hope that when people read it they'll it'll give them joy but it'll also encourage them that in their family it's not all bad we can either focus on the, all the bad or we can really ask God show me the good in it too because there was love and there was hope and there was joy and there was courage in our great-grandparents who came over and do you know what I mean Oh yeah, and and so, and that's what I pray in in the in, for this book, and um, that it just encourages. But anyway, that's all part of getting my voice back, and I'm still trying to get it back with more boldness and confidence. But well, you know, when you said you want to do a podcast, huh? yeah, you're on the way. I mean, he's opening doors, obviously, and he's yeah. you know cheering you on, and yeah. you have done just great things in these last few years. And again, I mean. What he brings us to, he's going to bring us through and it's going to be That's right. for his glory and his honor. And so it's going to be, it's going to be a number one bestseller in a lot of different categories, just like mine was. And it's an amazing Praise thing God. to obviously be able to have a platform to speak truth in life and, and share who you are, the umpa yeah. and the sis. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. And so you were, okay. So you were asking me, right? Yes. How have you seen God move in your life? Yes. Well, I mean, in all those ways, but then, you know, a result is right. My boldness is coming back. And even like, because it's not all there. I don't know if it ever is. I'm even before we came on, I'm like, you know, I have, you and I were talking, I said, I have lots of words, but I want them to be the anointed words that will make a difference and yeah. of God. Right. I want them to have as anointed so that when people hear it, their hope is restored, right. You know, dreams are renewed. Uh, they have a, a, maybe more of a, know, a destiny. They can hang on to their destiny, knowing that that number one, you know, um, joy coming back. Oh, I mean, really, there was, I, when he left, I had, I, I don't even know, you know, on the Richter scale of, you know, one to a hundred, I was probably maybe at a one and a half. I mean, Aww. maybe not even. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I rarely ever laugh. And I, I mean, I love to laugh. You know, my, my hope is renewed and, and he's given me new dreams. And, you know, I, what I've seen too is you look at the, the fruit of your life, right? Amen. Yeah. And I look at the fruit and, it, and it's through the spirit. You know, I, instead of being um, alone and angry and hopeless and scared, you know, I, and, and I'm not saying I don't go through stuff like that. I mean, we all do, right? Because we're human. Exactly. But now the, the fruit is, you know, joy, peace, patience, kindness, you know, more control, more gentleness. And a lot of those aren't with other people. I mean, they are, but they're more for myself, how I treat myself. Exactly. And, and I think that's, yeah, because we got to love ourselves. Yes. Which I think when you come out in an abusive situation like that, it's hard to love yourself, especially when you think, well, if your husband can't even stay in love, you or if your birth parents gave you away and your birth father wanted to kill you. And, you know, it's, it's that you have to work through that. And thank God for inner healing. Yes. Yes. You know, again, those are all lies from the pit of hell. Yeah. But we get consumed in that, right? We had a, you know, one of our guests in the academy. I think it was a week before you came on, sis, that it, it, William Wood, amazing man of God, what he's been through. Oh, I mean, and he and his, his wife. And I, I remember he said, you know, really, we've got uh, two views. You know, we can see our life through the lens of our past, which is what the devil always brings up. Maria, do you remember when, you know, you failed here and your divorce here and you screwed this up and you gained 70 pounds here and, you you know, the list, we all have it. Right. You know, so do we focus on that or do we say, remember that it's covered by the blood of Jesus. So you dirty dog, take it up with Jesus. But what I'm focusing on now is my destiny that God has for me. You know, those are choices every day. Right, right. Well, and yeah, the, you know, the, the enemy wants to push us down. He doesn't want us to walk out yeah. the calling on our life because it's giving, you know, glory to God. And he's wanting to hold us back. And he's the one that's, I always call it, and, and Joyce Myers is such a mentor of mine. And she talks about the battlefield of the mind. And that's the greatest yes. thing that we have to overcome is those lies that we hear. I always say, what's your radio station set on in your head? Because if you're hearing static, that is not of God. And if you're hearing, yes, you can, yes, you can, yes, you can. It's because he is our greatest cheerleader and his plan is so much bigger, bigger and perfect than ever we could ever design for ourselves. I'm always like, how dare I think that my plan for my life is better than what he has planned for me. And when you get to the end of yourself and you realize that there is so much more and you, that we're all going to make mistakes and we're all going to be forgiven. And we hopefully learn it and we don't repeat it. And it allows us to be set free to step into the next step, the next step. Like you were saying there, some days it's baby steps. Sometimes it's just crawling. Other days it's just like you're running because it is so lush in what he has to offer us. And so mm -hmm. I just love how you've, um, you know, you've just seen where you were and even your, you know, your history of being adopted and, and, and how that must've felt, you know, like, like you said, regarding your parents that you felt like they didn't want you, but what a blessing that there was someone else just looking for you and giving you, um, this Greek, uh, upbringing. And, you know, I'm Irish. So, I mean, we're all about the, you know, corned beef and cabbage and the Irish bread and all kinds of things. So the culture and the heritage is so beautiful. And so what I would ask you is, so what advice would you give to someone 
who may be going through something similar because God knows, which is a sad statistic that like over 50% of marriages, the first marriage end up in divorce, which is not very good odds. And like, to your point, not being equally yoked, but there's so many people out there that are hurting, that are living in fear. And um, so what would you give, what kind of advice would you share with them and, and how to help them to be set free? Well, you know, I think the big thing is, I always say, you know, we're all a hot mess. And we, you know, nobody is perfect. Nobody is, we all have issues. And once we get past that and get past, like you said, you know, get past yourself. Don't take yourself so seriously. It's okay. It'll be all right. And I think the other big thing is, you know, I was raised in a Greek Orthodox church and which I, I, there's so much of it that I really love and value, but there's not, some of it is like God is judge. And it almost puts it like, if I screw up, boom, he's not going to forgive me. If I screw up, bang. If, but that's not true. We need to realize that God is not our judge and he's our best friend. And, and when we do mess up and we miss the mark, he's not there smashing you. You know, it's like a little, like when, when Nicole and Jazzy were tiny and you know, you, you know, when they're really just starting to wobble yeah. and you pick them up and you're like, okay. And the other, you know, and you get, and they try to walk and they kind of, you know, wobble and then boom, they fall down. You're always like, John, way to try. Let's do it again. Yeah. I mean, like you said, God's our biggest cheerleader. Right. And he's not smart. And so I think if we could really start to grasp, that's the truth, not the lie of, oh gosh, well, I've screwed up. So there's no way you can love us. I mean, the truth is, he loves us because he loves us. There's nothing that we can do to make him love us more or less. And once we wrap our head around that, then I think we just need to contend for everything God has for us. You know, it's like being at the plate. You want to hit the ball, swing the flipping bat, right? You want to catch the ball, put your mitt out. I, I, I'm just, you know, put your hand out, try to catch it. Contend for the victory that you want. You know, and then I really think it's important to really press into the truth of mm -hmm. who God is. That he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the creator of everything. And every name must bow to the name of Jesus. And, and then who he says we are. And as his sons and daughters, we have authority over that dirty dog devil yes. and over every attack. And yeah. when we use and declare and decree the word of God over every situation, it switches the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and then wow. we have victory. I mean, that's huge. And, and so our focus has to be taking every thought captive. And that's why the Bible says, you know, God's so smart. Mm -hmm. If if I could take every thought captive and it lined it up with the word of God. So, oh, this one's, this guy says, or the devil says, I'm a loser and all by myself. Okay, I can dwell on that. Or am I gonna look at the word of God? This is, I am his beloved, seated in the heavenlies, right? Yes. I have victory in the name of Jesus. I am healed and he has destiny. He knew me before I was even created in my mama's womb. My gosh. I mean, if we can really line everything up with that, there's a that there's that flipping of the switch in our minds and in our lives. And um, and then I think it's just daily choosing have a joyful, grateful, confident expectation that there's more and never to be satisfied. I think we talked about that when you were on the academy. Yeah. Not to be satisfied with where we're at, right? No. There's so much more. And yeah. then the last couple of things I, you know, last few things I think is, again, surround yourself with people who will speak life. Yes. Even if it's one. I mean, I know people are like, you know, especially nowadays with the social media thing is like, I have 4,930 friends. Look, you know, really? <laughs> I, 
do you ever do that? You know, people are like, oh. Yes. And I'm like, do they even, you know, like if you needed a buck, would they give it to you? If you want to go have, anyway. So even if I, I think even if you have one, gosh, yeah. if I could have, if I could truly say, yes. I have one best friend and thank you, Jesus, I do, that I trust with all I am and know that that's a divine appointment and that she's got my back no matter what, even when I mess up. It helps you get through so much. You know oh, what I mean? And, yeah. Well, yeah. and we're not, we weren't created to walk alone. We were created to be right. in community with each other and we need to mm -hmm. be with each other. And the biggest challenge when we, you get down and you have fear or you've been knocked down by your own thoughts or by the enemy or someone else, then, you know, when you go into that cave, the cave can be such a detrimental place because that's where you're going to get your bum kicked because mm -hmm. of the lies that you're going to hear versus that, you know, you are loved, you are forgiven. Um, you know, God gives us free will. He lets us do what we were going to do. And he knows we're going to do it before we even do it because he created us. Yeah. And so we have to realize that that is a loving God who is faithful, that has a perfect plan and it's unconditional love and forgiveness that we yes. need to, like you said in the beginning is we need to learn to love ourselves. Yeah, like absolutely. he loves us. Yeah, and not only does he love us, this is the one that, that for me was even a little more challenging. He delights, look at the Bible. He delights in spending time with us, whether it's in the car, like I'll be in the car going uh, for a ride. And I, again, I, I don't, being alone doesn't move me. But if that's what it is, it's okay. Um, so I, I remember I was driving up and I was thinking, gosh, I wish I had, you know, somebody sitting there I could talk to. And I, and I just like, he's like, well, put your hand out and I'll hold it. And so now when I drive, like I truly, I'm like, I put my hand over there and it almost feels like he's there. I mean, it's just that acknowledgement because he always is with yeah. us. He delights in spending any second. You know, it's like, a, gosh, when my, you know, when my girls call or when my best friend call, I'm like, I, you know, I stop what I'm doing and I pick up. I think that's what he's like. Oh my gosh, Maria's like wanting to talk with me and shoot some hoops with me and watch some college football with me and we're just, you know what I mean? He yeah. delights in that. And yeah. um, yeah, and I love that. And I love the other part of that where you know, really truly, we were we're victorious. We we should we walk in victory because of who we are. We're yeah. not a victim. And when we can switch that mentality of, yeah, crap has happened and it's not been fair. But a lot of that is, you know what? Nobody forced me to marry who I married. He wasn't a Greek guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And, and I'm not blaming. I'm just saying it's choices or the job. Nobody forced me to take this job. I took it. And there has to be some accountability. Absolutely. Uh, but yet we are. But we are victorious because of whose we are. And so I, I don't know. I just think. And, you know, a lot of times we have to go through these things to become who we mm -hmm. were designed to be, you know, the yeah. lessons. So then we can then in turn help other people that haven't gone through it and are in the process of it so they can be also set free. That's the whole beauty of That's this right. podcast is what can, what is it that um, setting yourself free from has done for you? And that's my um, blessing and my honor to have had you on this podcast to share your heart and story and i'm sure we definitely need to have you back and so i want to ask you were saying earlier about some place that they can learn about your book or what was it that you were going to share yeah i'll tell you what and, and right now uh, the website is not done but if you go to uh, facebook and you put yasu 
Y-A-S-O-U, Maraki, M-A-R-A-K-I. It'll go to our little um, book page. It has all our all our little recipes that Nicole and I have done in the kitchen. And, you know, my mom, I'll tell you what, uh, any good Greek woman like in that generation, Katie, she, sis, she would like methodical in how she would cook. And she would, you know, do a big pan of baklava and she'd get the ruler out. And the, every piece had to be exactly the same diamond shape, you know, three oh, goodness. And I'm like, sweet God. And, you know, we would make the, um, the hamburger sauce to the pasticcio and she would have it like she'd stand there literally and stir it and let it marinate for like uh, two, three hours. I'm like, oh, sweet God. I mean, oh, just, but she was phenomenal. It's her love language and she loved it. I, um, I, I had asked mom, well, she had asked me continually, come in and, you know, help me cook so I could learn from my Greek husband in the future. And I was always out playing basketball. So I'd say, um, oh, mom, I'll do it some other time. And uh, then when I got to the point in my life where I wanted to learn, uh, she'd had a stroke and she couldn't talk. Oh, no. And so it, that truly is one of my biggest regrets. Mm. And so I, she has a recipe book. And so I, Nicole and I have kind of gone back and, you know, it's, it's, we're trying to learn. I'm trying to remember, you know, the parts that I did see mom do and get the taste back in there. Cause it's hard. Like when you cook, you know, like, especially that older generation, I'd be like, you know, for me, it's like, if it says three teaspoons of cinnamon, that's what it is. And if it says an hour at 375, that's what it is. And if it's two and a half cups of flour, but that's not, my mom would say, um, Metomati metocheri. Metomati means with your eye. So she could see the consistency was right. Or metocheri with her hand, she would take the dough and she could feel the consistency. Right. Help me right now because I'm like, I don't know what that means. So by trial and error, Nicole and I have been dialing some of them in so they can, so I don't cook like my mother. I like throw stuff around and but it's taste good, which is hey, in the end, is, that's all that matters, right? That's all that matters, honey. It's <laughs> pretty, but that's all that matters. Anyway, so Yasu Manaki, uh, if they go to Facebook, they punch it in. They'll see recipes and stuff that the videos that we've done, and uh, and then they'll hopefully I'm hopeful the book will be out maybe next month. And I don't even know what to do from there because it's like well, time. So I don't. Well, timing is everything, and it'll happen when it's supposed to be. And so I am just thrilled that all of you have listened to this episode of Setting Yourself Free. And until next time, go to katy-huff.com to learn more about my book, coaching courses and retreats. We have one coming up October 20th through the 31st. And you can follow KDF Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more encouragement and stay up to date on all things happening with KDF Ministries. This has been an absolute joy honor and blessing to have Miss Maria here with us and you need to follow her and we will have her back. So God bless you all. Hello, friends and family. This is Katie Huff with Katie Huff Ministries. The reason that I'm reaching out to you today is because I have had the incredible experience of using the MyPillow products. So what products are there? There's the pillow, of course. There's the sheets. There's the towels. And in fact, my puppy even has a dog bed. So I'm reaching out to you because I have the opportunity to help you to save a lot of money when you find these products to be such use for you and your family. So you can go to mystore.com slash unmasked is my promo code. So you're going to want to use my promo code to get those discounts or mypillow.com 
slash unmasked. That way you're going to get an incredible discount. You're going to enjoy the sheets, the pillows, the towels, and hopefully your, your little pet will enjoy the dog bed as well. Thank you.